Hey, Rainbow Village, Cicely Majid here, CEO, National Director, and Pageant Coach of Rainbow Universe Pageants and Youth Services. And this is my inner beauty tip for May the 5th, 2023. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. <laughs> Hope you guys go out there and have a good time. Um, I know it's a Hispanic holiday, but, um, you know, they're here. <laughs> we celebrated too. So, you know, especially if you're like, um, downtown somewhere by the beach or something, you know, they have those taco trucks and stuff, or you can go to your favorite place or you just, you know, barbecue and have your own little um, celebration. So, um, happy Cinco de Mayo. Have a good day, a good weekend, you know, whatever you do. Um, so as you know, um, I've been talking about emotional intelligence this whole week, or actually the whole month is about emotional intelligence. And I have these different topics for emotional intelligence that relate to, um, what I'm talking about. And that has to do with resilience, empathy, losing the fear, humility, and forgiveness. So each week on Monday, um, all the youth that are part of Rainbow Universe Pageants and Youth Services, they will be creating um, monologues um, in relation to these topics that have to do with emotional intelligence. And um, just, you know, coming up with something, uh, you know, creative, uh, in relation to what the topic is, expressing their emotions. Um, so what does that have to do with inner beauty? <laughs> what does emotional intelligence have to do, Cicely? <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you. Well, um, you have to, first of all, let me give you the, the definition of emotional intelligence. That is the um, understanding and awareness of your emotions and other people's emotions and how you come off to people, how you respond to them. Response is the key to your emotional intelligence. So depending on how you respond, if you, you know, blow up at people all the time, if you cuss people out, if you or get angry all the time, if you're arrogant, you're not going to be a very beautiful person. You're going to have some, some inner ugliness that needs to be cleaned up. So if you respond in a better way, a more positive way, and you're able to um, diffuse the fire and, you know, make sure that you're um, understanding what the other person's going through or what you're dealing with, then you have this spark and you have this beauty in you that comes out and people will want to continue to talk to you and express themselves to you. So it depends on your response. So emotionally charged situations will test your mental strength. Very, very important that you remember that because um, sometimes we have emotionally charged situations in our lives, our day-to-day -day lives, and we forget that we are, we can be mentally strong. We forget we have a choice in how we respond to what's happening to us. We always have a choice. So um, let me do some scenarios for you. And you think about these scenarios and how you would respond, or if you've ever been through this, how did you respond and how did it work out for you? How did it not work out for you? What happened? So first of all, first scenario is somebody stole your wallet. Let's say you were in Starbucks and you you know, you get all excited about the coffee, you know, um, and you put your wallet down and you see a, a nice tumbler you want to get. I love their tumblers. They have the cutest tumblers. I want to collect a ton of them. Um, so you, you, you see a tumbler and you're standing there in line, you know, you bought your, you paid for your, your drink and um, your wallet's just sitting there and you don't even realize it. You're like, you're attracted to this tumbler. So you walk away from the wallets and there you go grab the tumbler like, oh, this is like what? Oh, I want to get this. You know, this is so cute. And then, um, you know, you sit down, they call your name and, you know, you get your drink and you totally forget. And you finish your drink and you walk out. You don't buy the tumbler. So you just walk out. You go to your car, you drive away. The wallet's gone. It's still sitting there. Somebody may have seen it and picked it up. You come back. The wallet's gone. 
How do you respond to that? Do you get crazy and be like, you stupid baristas? <laughs> How could you let somebody steal my wallet? Didn't you see it there? What's wrong with you? Or you cuss yourself out. Oh, I'm so stupid. I hate myself. I Everything's in there. My wallet, my, even my cell phone is in that wallet. It's a big wallet, you know, whatever else is in there. You know, credit cards, ID, um, uh, whatever you have in there. It's, everything is in your wallet. Cash. And so you're pissed off and you cuss yourself out. Or... This is the other response. And remember, your response is key and it is a choice. You can say, hey, um, excuse me, I left my wallet here and I was here like 10 minutes ago. I ordered a drink and I walked out. Did you see anything? You know, did anybody turn it in? You can do that. Or, um, you know, you can, if they didn't, what happens then? Do you walk away? Do you scream and holler and uh, make a scene in Starbucks? Or do you just go to your car and just, pray, you know, God, please let me find this wallet. Please let it be a good person. Turn it in. Maybe they took it to the police department. Maybe they are going to mail it to me. Maybe they saw a phone number in there. They're going to call me something, you know, please God, let this work out. I better call and cancel my credit cards or freeze them right now so that nobody uses them. Um, I don't remember how much money was in there, but I'm in trouble right now, you know, so I got to figure out what to do. Now, which response to you is more emotional intelligent? I can't hear you. No. <laughs> okay. So if I were you in the audience, I would say the second response, because this person is calm. They're not like going to blow up, bold, you know, the head gasket and steam coming out of their ears. They're calm. They're relaxed and they're able to think clearly. That is the key to emotional intelligence. And the purpose for having it is the, the ability to think clearly. If you do not you're going to have all kinds of crazy happening to you, coming at you, and you're going to blow up and eventually you're going to self-destruct because you did not respond properly. Um, so you want to be careful with that. So somebody, I actually just left, um, what was it that I left? My cell phone. Oh my God, I, I have a problem with that. I, I go to the grocery store. It's usually at the grocery store. I go to the store and I, um, I'm shopping, you know, and I'm like focused on what I'm buying. And I might be looking at, you know, a text message or something or um, opening, ready to go to the register. And I, I have to take my transaction or open my transactions because I usually close them on my card, you know, just to be safe. Um, so nobody can steal anything or no strange charges come through that I didn't know about. Um, I close it. So before I pay for it, I have to get on my app, whatever, you know, card is on there and I'm using and I have to open it. So I might put my cell phone down and be like, oh, I need to get this, you know, and, and walk away. And I did that actually a couple of weeks ago. And I remembered where I left it. And in Gmail, if you have Gmail, think about this. It's really cool. <laughs> if you have Gmail, you can track your phone. So I always knew where it was. And I knew that I had left it at that grocery store. And so I went back and it was there. Somebody had turned it in. So I was really happy about that. But I was calm about the situation. I didn't blow up and lose my mind. And I knew what to think about. Go to my Gmail and check out where the place I was last and see if it's still there because it will track the the location of your phone if you have you know that on your phone um, or your email so um, yeah so you have to think about what would happen if your wallet was stolen how would you respond second scenario somebody spreads a rumor about you 
And it's not true. Rumors are usually not true because we don't know everything about somebody. You might hear something. It's always hearsay. You don't know the truth about everything. So you always want, you know, somebody to give you the benefit of the doubt. Listen, here's my story. This is not true. I didn't do that. Or this is not, that didn't happen to me. I've had to do that myself. You know, people spreading rumors online about me. And I felt like I was in high school again. That never happened to me in high school, but I felt like I was in high school, you know, Lifetime movie or something. Um, so somebody spreads a rumor about you. How do you respond? Are you angry? Do you like start spreading rumors about this person? Or do you go to the person and ask them, hey, why did you do this? Or um, do you just lose your mind? Like, oh, my God, everybody hates me. And this is not true. And you say nothing. How do you respond to that? Um, so I think the best response, the emotionally intelligent response for the scenario number two is to go to the person who spread the rumor, if you can find out where it started. or you know, say, hey, you know what, this, tell the people who heard about it and who've been talking about it, this isn't true. This did not happen to me. This is who I am. This is not, you know, I, I would never do something like that. And you don't know the truth. Why don't you come to me? I think that's the emotionally intelligent response. Um, so scenario number three, somebody betrays you. Say you have a close uh, bestie, best friend, or your family member, and they do something horrible to you and it breaks your heart horribly, tremendously. Um, how do you respond to that? Do you break their heart? Do you cuss them out? Do you cut them loose and say, this is not my family anymore? Do you um, try to clear the air and go to them and ask what happened? Why did you do such a thing? My um, take on the emotional intelligence response is the last one. Go to the person directly. It might take you a while. You might be really hurt in the heart, wondering why did this person do this to me? I thought you loved me. We're blood. I don't get it. What happened? You know, um, let's talk about this. And it might take you some time because you've got all this resentment built up and you're really hurt and you're angry and you have to deal with those emotions. And you might be at a place at a certain time where you're just like, hey, I want to talk about this now. You know, let's clear the air. And so you start talking about it or you contact the person and see what happens. See if they respond to you or ignore you, whatever. The most important thing is you were calm about it. You actually made the effort to um, contact them and clear the air. And um, so you can figure out what happened while you got betrayed. That's the emotional intelligence response, response, kicking them to the curb and hating on them and, you know, dogging on them and or mistreating them or repeating the same thing is not emotionally intelligent. And that, you know, you create an ugly person. So once again, your response is key and you eat always have a choice, always. So that means you have to keep up with your mental health. Take care of your mental health. Be strong mentally so that you're able to diffuse situations. You're able to de-escalate whatever's going on. I remember when I first started working with youth, I worked at a, um, a campus and this is where all the kids went to school. They had, they lived in dorms and some of them lived in group homes, but the ones in the dorm before I started working, we had to go through training and they taught us um, how to deescalate situations and restrain youth if they were to get out of control and want to hit you or fight. You know, they taught you how to um, restrain them. So I learned that. And um, that was very important to me. That helped me with my mental strength. It helped me, um, make sure that I am paying attention to what's going on that help me not take it personal. That's also huge. If you take everything personal, you will end up being a very ugly person. You, that inner beauty has gone. <laughs> it's just not, you're not pretty anymore um, because you're taking everything personal. You think everything's about you and everything is not about us. Sometimes people are going through a horrible day. 
a horrible time, a horrible life. And they're miserable people. And all they know how to do is take it out on somebody else. So if this, if we can remember that when we respond to people, when people do something against us or hurt us or say something that they shouldn't have said or did something they shouldn't have done, if we can remember that people are in their own space, their own life, and they have their own um, opinions and their own um, their own um way of looking at things, outlook in life, then we have to remember that they're not us and that they are not going to respond to us. And this could be all about them. That's what I usually say when I, somebody makes me angry or upsets me, upsets me. I usually say that's not, has nothing to do with me. That's about you. <laughs> you have something that you need to deal with. So you deal with it. I'm not going to take it personally because you don't even know me. You haven't spent enough time with me. You weren't in the womb with me. <laughs> you know, you don't know me very that well. So um, you can't really make a generalization or come up with, you know, a conclusion about who I am based on what somebody else said or what somebody, you know, made up. So you have to be um, prepared for these emotionally charged situations. So let's go through the list here of the ones that we're going to be talking about with the youth this week. So resilient. How do you become resilient? This is a part of emotional intelligence. When something bad happens to you, do you go off and start drinking? Do you take drugs? Do you do something, uh, become promiscuous? Do you do something excessive? Do you find an addiction, an outlet to run to and escape so that you feel better? Or are you resilient enough to be able to handle what happened, um, take an account, step back and, you know, look at yourself from a distance and say, hey, you know, take stock or account to what really happened and think about who you really are, what's going to happen after that, how you responded to, how you feel, what's going on in your life. Are you going to bounce back? That's all resilience is, is bouncing back from something bad, dangerous, horrible, sad, depressing. Can you come back and do better and still be able to thrive in life and, and you know, move forward? The key is moving forward. If you stay stuck in where you are in your mud and your mess and your dirt, then you're not a resilient person. You have to learn to be resilient in order to be emotionally intelligent. And that way your inner beauty will come out. Number two, empathy. So empathy, as we all know, is placing yourself in somebody else's shoes. If you lack empathy, you're not going to care about how anybody else feels. You're not going to give a damn. Somebody is crying and you're just like, whatever. <laughs> you see somebody hurt or somebody's attacking somebody, you know, I got to go get some I need some cheese, <laughs> you know, a sandwich. I'm leaving. I'm not part of that. You know, you don't call 911. You don't try to step in, nothing. You don't care. Um, so in order to be empathy, you have to be able to look at the person and say, wow, you're going through some, some crap right now. And I feel really bad for you. And you, you know what? I understand because I've been there too. That happened to me. That's the best way to be empathetic with somebody is to place yourself in their shoes. Even if it didn't happen to you, put on their shoes for a minute. Do your best to say, damn, that was pretty bad. That That's pretty messed up. I am sorry that you experienced that. And I feel for you and I am here for you. Let's chat about it. You know, that's empathy. If you ignore it and you don't ever um, acknowledge somebody's feelings or apologize to somebody and you think that, you know, and you're too arrogant about Connecting, reconnecting with people and trying to figure out what happened and resolve the issue, um, then you cannot be empathetic. And this is a, this is really strange. Empathetic people are usually very sensitive people. They're empath. That's actually where the word empath came from. They take on everybody's emotions. However, some empaths do not do anything about that, except 
make it theirs and they blow up at everything. They hate on themselves. They hate everybody. And really it, you're taking on somebody else's emotions. So if you're a sensitive person and you're an empath and you don't process those emotions and you don't realize that, Hey, this is not me. This isn't about me. This is somebody else is going through something and you take time to really figure out what's going on. Pray about the, pray about it. Whoever is dealing with this, I don't feel like this is about me. And if it's not about me, I hope they're okay. And I want them to be okay. Something like that. And then you become a more empathetic person. And that empath in you is beautiful. And you're so sensitive to other people that you're able to build your own shield and block out all of the madness that's coming at you. That's what I had to do. I used to go to seminars and um, or when I went to seminars in person before COVID-19, um, and when I went to parties or anything like that, or I was just in a crowd of people, I would soak up everybody's emotions. So by the time half of the party was over or I was you know, there for half the time at a seminar or something, my head was aching. It was pounding. That's a key, key that you are probably an empath and you're taking on people's emotions or you're psychic or something. And I walked out of there with this horrible headache. And I'm like, wow, what the hell is going on? I didn't drink anything. I didn't take any drugs. You know, I was dancing. I was having a good time. What the hell is going on here? It was because of me being an empath and I soaked it all in. So it kept happening to me when I would take public transportation and sit on the bus. But if I dozed off, when I would close my eyes, I would see images of people, everybody around me, like looking at me. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what are they doing? You know, and what I realized is it was their their emotions. They're like trying to, you know, I can feel them talking to themselves and I was connected to them. It was very bizarre. And it doesn't happen anymore because I said, okay, God, listen, <laughs> I need some help here. This is crazy. I'm taking on all these emotions. I got a headache. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, God spoke to me and said, you, you're, you're an empath. You've got your psychic. You're taking on emotions. And I, I got that revelation. And I said, well, please help me. <laughs> So I heard build a shield. So I asked God to help me build a shield. And ever since then, that was years ago, I am able to block people's emotions. And I know what's going on. I can hear things. You know, I have all these psychic abilities. However, I don't like get all crazy when I hear it or when it's, you know, when it's happening. I'm just like writing stuff down. And if you're a Pisces, Pisces are very extremely psychic. They soak in everything. The Pisces and the Cancer is what, well, I mean, the Cancer and the Scorpio as well, but Pisces more than anybody, they have this ability to just tap right into you and know exactly what you're going through, what's going on with you. And sometimes that they are so sensitive to it, they want to escape instead of trying to figure out what's going on. So we've got Pisces that are psychics out there, Pisces that are mediums, that are spiritualists, and they're honing their abilities, helping people. But then we have Pisces that are just like, I hate myself. I hate everybody. I'm not going to help you. I don't want nothing to do with you. I know what you're going through, yada, 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 because they have not honed that ability and they don't feel um, competent enough to handle that. They have not built a shield. So you have to build a shield. Um, so that's empathy. Number three, lose the fear. If you are a fearful person and you walk around, everything and everybody scares you, whatever happens, you're scared. Something is uncomfortable, you're scared. Something happened out of turn, you're scared. Something didn't go right, you're scared. Something did go right, you're scared. Something beautiful happened, you're scared. 
something was going wonderful yesterday and it got messed up today, you're scared. Something looks really good for you, you want to move forward with it, you're scared. <laughs> if you have all that fear, you're not being emotionally intelligent. You're emotionally ignorant. And that means that you're not going to take anything properly and it's not going to serve you. It's going to hurt you. So you have to lose the fear. Again, fear, just like your emotion, your emotional response, fear is a choice. If we choose to be afraid of something, then fear takes us over. And then we become an ugly person and we are afraid of everybody. We will attack people and threaten them threaten them before they even come to us and do anything. Um, gangsters are like this. They, I don't know if you've ever encountered a gangster or had a friend as a gangster, but when I used to work at another youth organization, we would go to lunch and I would be, you know, like supervising the kids and they'd sit down and eat and I'd be at their, the table, you know, I choose a table to sit out with them and just, you know, hang out, eat my lunch or chat with them, whatever. And if the gangsters were at the table with me, they would always have their back against the wall because they're like watching the room. They're just like so paranoid that somebody's going to attack them. They're just watching their eyes are just, you know, moving all around. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this kid? <laughs> I didn't know when I first started. And then I finally realized, you know, one of the other staff was telling me that he's a gangster. You know, that's what gangsters do. And I was like, whoa, okay. He's, he's checking out the area. He's making sure he's safe. He felt threatened. Nobody was bothering him. Everybody's eating their lunch. But he was so, you know, in that gangster mold that he was just like looking around. He couldn't even eat his lunch. And I was like, wow. This guy has so much fear in him. And if he had just relaxed and, you know, sat down wherever he wanted with one of his buddies and just chatted it up, he would have been okay. But he was so afraid. And so that's how what happens if we are have so much too much fear, people will attack us. Um, people will, you know, come at us wrong. They'll threaten us. They'll use us, abuse us. You have to be able to control your fear. Stare it in the face and say, hey, I'm not going to let you take over me. I don't think so. I'm not afraid of this. I can deal with this. I can handle it. I'm okay. I can do this. Because really, we know the acronym FEAR, F-E-A-R, false evidence of appearing real. So it's just something that's sitting in a bowl right now. And you look in the bowl, and if your mind says whatever's in that bowl is going to jump out and bite you in the, in, the, in the nose, then that means you are allowing the fear of something that hasn't happened yet to attack you. But if you look in that bowl and you said, hey, you know, whatever's in there, it's just going to sit there. I'm not afraid of it. It's not going to do anything to me unless I, in my mind, I say it will. Then you're safe and whatever's in the bowl stays in the bowl. So that's huge. You think of it that way so that you can be more intelligent. You can be more emotionally intelligent and respond to things without being so afraid. And if you do show the fear, make sure that you squash that fear as soon as possible. Write down, you know, what's the worst that can happen in this situation? And if it does, this is how I'm going to handle it. And if you don't take time to do that, you're going to respond to everything fearfully. So remember that. Um, number four, humility. So this one is huge. So as we know, if, when I see the word humility, I think of Jesus. Jesus was very, very humble. Jesus didn't walk around saying, hey, I'm the shiznit, you know, I've got it like that. I am God's son. Get out of my way. You know, <laughs> he didn't say that. He was just like, I love you. Come to me, all that are weary and brokenhearted. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to heal your disease. He didn't like stand at the foot of the leprosy camp and be like, I'm not going in there. I don't think so. I'm Jesus. You know, Jesus is like, I'll just walk through. I'll take your hand if you have leprosy. I don't care. I love you. I want to take 
care of you. And it doesn't matter, you know, what you're going through. Um, come to me. The story of the woman with the issue of blood for years, she crawled, you know, into the crowd and just touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And Jesus didn't say, look, lady, <laughs> you can't be crawling around here. I'm Jesus. You need to stand in the crowd like everybody else. He said, who touched me? And that woman's faith, he instantly healed her because of her faith. He didn't think about himself. He didn't care that he was Jesus. He's just like, I'm here to heal people. So your agenda is very important. Your motive is very important. And when you think about your motive and your agenda, then you can think about your humility. Then you can learn to be a humble person instead of an arrogant person. Hey, I'm this person and I got this much money and I can go here and I can do this. And I'm better than you. I'm better looking than you. And, you know, you have to do this for me. You better be here when I tell you to be here. You better do this, you know, when I tell you to do it. You know, I'm the boss of the company and you better just respect me. That's arrogance. And that's not going to make you beautiful. That's not going to give you emotional intelligence. You're going to ignore people. When they come to you and they have a problem, you're not going to care. You're not going to pay any attention to them because it's all about you. That's what arrogance is. But humility is all about the other person. So that means you are more emotionally prepared to hear them out, to understand what they have to say and be able to handle it and manage it in a um, positive, mature way. So that's emotional intelligence. And lastly, forgiveness. This is huge. We have a problem. It is an epidemic on our planet that people do not want to forgive one another. Somebody does something against you, you hold a grudge forever. It happened 20 years ago. You don't care. Every time you see the person, you remember they hurt you. It's like, this happened 20 years ago. Why are they acting strange when I come around? Because they're, they haven't forgiven you yet. And then we don't forgive ourselves. We make a mistake. We hurt somebody. And we just like... Soak all that in and we're poisoned to ourselves. It eats away at us. We have a hole in our stomach because we're thinking about it. We're talking about it. We're ranting about it. We're crying about it. We're trying to drink it away. We're trying to smoke it away. We're trying to, you know, eat it away, sex it away, snort it away. Whatever we can do to deal with what happened, we cannot forgive. If you cannot forgive people and you cannot forgive yourself, you will be an emotionally ignorant person and you will not be able to handle emotionally charged situations. And so that ugliness is going to come out of you. You're going to bite at people all the time. You're going to say bad stuff about them. You're going to look down on them. You're going to talk bad about them, spread rumors continuously. Um, forgiveness just forgives. And it doesn't go back and reaccount, uh, re talk about what happened before and bring it up every you know week or something like that. It's the weekend. Let's talk about what happened two months ago. You know, you don't do that. When you sit down and you decide to, to chat with somebody about something emotionally charged, something bad that happened between you, you have the intention. I always tell people, what how, set your intention for whatever it is that you're doing that day. Whatever, Wherever you go, whomever you interact with, set your intention. So if you have the intent to forgive the person you're talking to, then forgive them. Don't think about all the horrible things that they did or what other people did to you. And don't use all this stuff as an excuse to hold a grudge and keep your distance from somebody. Um, jealousy can do this to people as well. Somebody's jealous of you. Um, they don't know how to forgive themselves for something evil that they committed or something bad that happened against you. So they keep their distance. Or if you um, were the victim of jealousy, then, you know, you might be like, well, damn, this person's always going to be jealous of me. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to talk to you. And that's not healthy either. So your response to what people do to you 
and how you go about forgiving them is very important. And if you ever read an article or ever talk to a psychologist or, you know, somebody's talking about forgiveness, what you'll usually hear is forgiveness is not even about you. It's about letting go of that person in that situation and letting go of the grudge that you're holding because it just gives you poison. You're poisoning yourself thinking about everything that the person did to you and harmed you and what they said. It's not worth it. You have to be able to release that so that you can let it go and move forward with your life and be a healthy, mentally healthy person. Otherwise, you'll develop all these mental health illnesses and you'll develop all these addictions and you'll be you'll hate yourself every day. And then you may end up being suicidal and you kill yourself because you haven't forgiven you or you haven't forgiven somebody else. So that means you're not emotionally intelligent. So be resilient, have empathy, lose the fear, have humility and forgive people. And remember, um, emotionally charged situations will test your mental strength and your response is the key. And if you can do that, if you can practice emotional intelligence as much as possible, your inner beauty will shine, darling. Thanks so much for listening. Toodles.